0: We're glad you've joined us today on the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We believe you'll hear a message that will minister to you and encourage you in your walk with Christ. Let's listen now to the message.
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm just thrilled uh, today. I, I, I like having a panel on stage because for one, if one of us bores you, there's a good chance you'll wake back up when the other one talks. So, uh But I I wanted to get the three of us on stage today and just talk about a little more about our vision. You know, we've been talking about this. You heard Sunday sermon the last two weeks on our vision for Christian Ministries Church this year. We're talking this year about the God kind of life. Now, what that means to so many people could be different depending on what you've received just in the last two weeks or what you understand about the life that God has for his people. I shared opening uh, Sunday our vision that all through scripture, from Genesis until you get to Revelation, there's always a life that God's trying to get his people to live. It's the God kind of life and it's called the Zoe life. And we've talked a lot about that, but I thought it'd be good as we get up here and talk about this to, to have a goal for each of our lives of what that means. Okay, what does that mean this year, 2024, to have the God kind of life? So I'm going to start with a very big question, and I want you to answer this question. I'm going to ask them, and they're going to verbalize an answer to this question. But this statement that you're going to make about the God kind of life is important, and the way you make a statement is knowing the answer to this question. So hopefully you'll get some of this today. Here's the question. How can we members of Christian Ministries Church share our vision with others about the God kind of life. So when someone sees your T-shirt that says Zoe, the God kind of life, and they say, what does that mean? What's your answer? What's your answer? Because if you don't know your answer, then you have no hope of telling them what it is. And so I think it's important that in a few sentences... That you can answer, this is what the God kind of life is. This is the Zoe life, and and I think it's important that you know that. In a few sentences, Chapman. In a few sentences, no, I'm just so
0: we can do. I mean, I I just (laughs) no. Whenever we were whenever we were talking about this, we were discussing this. um, The the this phrase came out of Romans 12, um, and it's it's a part of the scripture, but I think it's so true for what we're trying to pursue. But it's uh, I am unconformed yet transformed. Uh, whenever I think about the God kind of life, the life that God wants me to live on a day-in, day-out basis, I am unconformed, yet I'm transformed. And, um, and, and my, my meaning behind that is this. I, I resist, and I am rigid, and I am unconformed in everything that the world insists upon me becoming, thinking, uh, trying to do. Um, and, and, and that's in my three-part being. In, in my body, in, in how I live, there's a standard in the actions that I perform in the things that I say uh, in, my, in my mind, in my, how I think, how I feel, there's a standard. And, and again, the, the world is going to try to put that influence. And, and then who I am as a, as, a spirit, as a spirit, on the inside of me and my three-part being, there's a spiritual standard. And so I am unconformed, and, and I refuse and I resist, while at the same time, I'm completely transformable. I'm completely pliable, and I and I'm willing, and I'm and yes. I'm and I am readily able to change and be transformed by the Spirit of God. Um, and I want to be undeterred in that. Yeah. I, I don't want anything to stop me uh, as I pursue this process of transformation. And and I think that that's the key of having both those two parallels. I'm unconformed, yet I'm also transformed. I'm unchanged, yet I'm changing everything and in, in every three part of my being. That That's kind of what I, well, I kind of about. Well, it's all about your source. Yes. The
2: source so of change. Yes. We're not moved by the world, but yes. we are moved by yes. the things of God, by the Word of yes. God. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it in Romans 14 is, is kind of where the Lord took me in. Verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up and Paul was talking here to 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 the Romans and he was trying to teach them Mm. uh the difference between the natural and the spiritual realm and he's using a very natural thing to do that and and so he's teaching them about what it's okay to eat and what it's okay to drink yeah all right, but he's teaching a, a universal spiritual truth when he says the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. Now, you think about that. Eating and drinking is something that we do in the natural realm, all right? But he says, no, that's not what it is. It's living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, or if you're old school, it's it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and um but he that's that 's what actually living the zoe life is about it 's about something that starts within and emanates out into our the natural realm, but it 's spiritual in nature and, and and we have this you know I think about the verse that talks about whitewashed tombs. We have this idea that we clean everything up on the outside. Yeah. And, and, and we've done what we're supposed to do. But the fact of the matter is, is it's all, it, it needs to emanate from what's going on within us. And so when Jesus taught us in Matthew 6 how to pray, and he said, thy kingdom come, you know, we taught in, uh, what was it, 2022, we taught about seek first the kingdom, all right? Well, how do we do that? What is the kingdom of God on earth It's living the Zoe life. That's what it means. It means recognizing that God is still here on the earth in the person of the Holy Spirit. And we ought to be just as excited about that as the disciples were to be able to walk hand in hand with Jesus. Because we have God too. We have Him here in the Spirit. And and so Paul is desperately trying to get people to recognize the difference between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. And we live in both. We live in both. But if we spend all of our time feeding our natural self, then the natural self will prevail. Yeah,
1: that's great.
2: But if we feed our spirit man, then the spirit man prevails. And and, and so in Galatians 5.16 it says, I say this, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. You quit trying to not do the bad stuff because you don't even think about that. But you've got to give yourself wholeheartedly to being led by the Spirit of God.
1: Amen. You know, I I was trying to put it into one sentence. Very difficult, but I just wrote, it's a pursuit of God in all parts of your being. That's right. Yeah. It's a pursuit yeah. of God in all parts of who you are. Yes. So who you are, it's a pursuit. Now, here's what I can tell you. All of the Christian life is a pursuit. Right. Mm-hmm. I, really, it is. It's, you, you don't ever arrive, that's why they call it sanctification, we're justified, we're as right as we'll ever be in Jesus. But that doesn't mean we have arrived in and of ourselves. We are working towards, we're pressing towards, we're, we're always in pursuit. It's a process, if you will. And so we're at different stages of learning the Zoe life. I just, I think about this all the time. Pursuing the kingdom of God is Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God. We, we are to seek. We're to be after the kingdom. Does that mean it's a carrot never reachable? I mean, the, little, the carrot in front of the donkey. I'm headed towards it, but I can never reach it. No, that's not what I'm saying. But there's always an area that you're headed towards. See, when you get to one area, I, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. Hopefully, you have conquered that. <laughs> you, you, you're not having a problem in the morning getting up and brushing. You see, there are things in life that as a child... You haven't got yet, and we're, as parents, continually trying to put into them. Well, as adults in the Christian life, there are things that God reveals to us. You need to be working better at this. You need to be headed towards this. I believe that's the Zoe life. It's I am going to seek the kingdom of God, and not that it's not obtainable. It's available in every area. If you think about this, we never put a child down for being a child. Now, we will take care of a child that's operating in disobedience. Come on, parents. And we will, but the whole goal is to get them to operate in obedience. It's it's not to destroy their life, to tear them up, to make them feel this big. No, it's to get a turn. Jesus wants his people to be his people. And for us to be his people, we have to repent and turn. We have to say, God, I I shouldn't have done that. I recognize that that wasn't right. And then don't do it again. And that's what we're trying to teach our kids. And we understand that with a kid. They're learning a lesson, a lesson, lesson. I was telling Chapman, I said, if Joan is walking next to a cliff and she is an obedient child and doesn't recognize the harm that could happen if she were to fall off that cliff. And Chapman just says, Joan, get away from the cliff. And her immediate turn, and I'm sorry, I didn't know, she didn't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that makes it okay. Okay, since you didn't know, Joan, just go ahead and keep right. walking there. Right. Yeah. No. You, you as a good parent come and say, hey, Joan, get away yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For her good.
0: Yeah. It wasn't,
1: well, you're just so mean, Chapman. You ought to let her play and take a chance on falling off that cliff. That's not how anyone thinks. Well, in the Christian life, we have been given, as Melanie was talking about, the Holy Spirit. And we, the, the Bible says we weren't left as orphans. You have to understand that you don't have to figure this out all on your own. There is a Spirit, there is God the Spirit that's saying, hey, ho, oh, hey, hey. But when you're ignoring the Spirit of God, you're not going to get the instruction The correction, when you're not in the Word, the Word corrects except for when you don't ever read it. Right, yeah. See, there's no correction if you don't adhere to the pursuit of more, of knowing what God says about this. And I'm just telling you, the more I study the Word, the more I realize what I didn't really know. I want to know, but I just didn't know. We have a helper. Melanie, you mentioned something Sunday in your message if we can figure out the kingdom of God, if we can figure out the Zoe life, if we can figure out how to live in that, we've got to be able to ask some questions of ourselves, and and some great questions she talked about, and she started it out by, uh, and I let me let me just say, do you ever hear someone speaking and you take notes, and you're like, I think she said this, but I'm not sure, because the Holy Spirit's teaching you as she's speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote a bunch of things down, and I asked her, and she goes, yeah, I didn't say that. I, well, I, I'm, I heard this on Sunday, and one of the things I know she did say, because I asked her, is that God is jealous. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants you. He doesn't want to share you. Yeah. So we serve a God who wants all of you. He doesn't, he's not interested in sharing you, and we have an enemy that wants all of you, and he don't want to share you. Yeah. It's nice to be wanted, isn't it? God wants a relationship with you. And the questions that she asked were basically this. In every area of your life, you've got to ask a question. Am I world-based or am I word-based? Is how I'm thinking world-based? Because the world has a way of wanting to teach us things and wants us to do it their way. And the word has, and oftentimes they're in direct opposition because you have two people wanting you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there's a world way and there's a word way. I wrote down some questions and, and I'll give some examples of one of the questions I wrote down in my personal testimony here in a second. But there's a world impact into your life and there's a word impact. What we're all trying to do is not be of this world. Yeah. I, I want to live outside of the world supernaturally and then make an impact naturally. So I, that's how I want to live. And I've got some personal examples. So I asked myself some questions that I wanted to make sure that I am living word-based, not world-based. How I'm raising my kids. Will you say, Pastor, you're done. No, I, I've still got kids. Now, some ways, they still need raised. <laughs> Are you kidding? They're in their 20s. All of us need some raising. So whatever I say and whatever I do, is it going to impact them based on a world or the word? Yeah. 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 Parents, whatever season you're in and you're parenting, are you impacting your kids based on the word or are you coming across like the world? Yeah. See, that, that was a question I asked myself. How do I entertain myself? I mean, there was a season where entertainment was all over here. And I'm just saying, and I, just, I spoke on this at the ministries conference, so many people Are basing their entertainment on what the world says is important. I just want you to make sure and ask the question Is this important to God? Because every time we get so involved with sports that we're gone every weekend, and I know I'm talking to no one here because y'all are here, but when sports becomes more important than church, I'm just asking you to ask the question Are you basing what you're doing based on a world response? or a word response. Everything that we've got to do, we've got to be asking ourselves. I love the message that you gave Sunday, financially, and I'll talk more about that in a second, but give some examples in in your lives, I mean, personal testimony.
2: Well, I mean, what you just said is, is, it goes back to whatever part of yourself you feed. And if you feed the world side of it, the world side will prevail. The natural man will prevail over the spirit man. But, you know, when, when Rick and I uh, had children and, and then we be, they started to get to the point where we started realizing that uh, this was going to be a lot more work than we anticipated, um, we had to make some tough choices. And here's what I can tell you. I raised Two NBA players and the winner of the American Idol or the Voice or whatever—I raised those people. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and and they—they—they—that's uh, th- where they could have wound up. I'm quite convinced. But the fact of the matter is that we had to make some choices and we had to decide what was most important to us. And and and, and I'm not—I mean, our our children could have gone a lot farther in, in a different setting. If if we had had allowed them to, they would have gone much farther with the world. But they wouldn't be sitting on the second row as 20-somethings. And and it makes a difference. And it was not an easy choice. It wasn't even easy to lead them in our choice. They weren't always happy about it. But but we asked tough questions. And and what is this environment going to produce versus what is this environment going to produce? And so we were in intent upon doing what was going to produce eternally in the lives of our children. And and so there are a lot of questions, and, and you, you did hear it correctly. I did say we've got to ask tough questions. He, he made up all the questions that I asked in his, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. But but there are, are questions, and one of the questions that that I've been thinking a lot about is this. Are the things that you are calling good in your life, are they really from God?
1: Wow, yeah.
2: James says every good and perfect gift comes from God. But the fact of the matter is, you don't know if it's a good and perfect gift until you look at the fruit of of that. And so so there's a lot of, of people out there giving God credit for things and calling them good when there's nothing good about it. Is that bigger, nicer house, is that good? when it straps you down to debt and enslaves you to the bank and makes you have to work twice as much and your utility bill is, is twice as high right. and you don't get to spend time with your children, is that really a good thing? Man, Now, that's a tough question to ask because we all want bigger, nicer, better things. But the fact of the matter is we give God credit for good things that aren't necessarily good. Is your financial prosperity, is that a gift from God? Or is that a curse that has come on you because Satan knows how you handle money. Mm. It, it, are, are you closer to the Lord because you're, you're wealthier than you were 10 years ago? Mm. Are you doing more for the kingdom of God? Is there more eternal uh, ramifications uh, because you have impacted people? Since you gained wealth, I mean, if money is the thing that is going to draw you away from the church, don't you think that Satan is willing to use that just like God is willing to use mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Wow. So there are a lot of things in the world that that we call good that I don't think are God. Um, and, and so when, when we ask tough questions, we have to ask this. What is the cost for entering the promised land?
1: Yep, yep.
2: And and Every person's got to ask that for themselves. But, you know, I wanted my ki- more than I wanted my kids to be NBA players and, and famous singers, I wanted my kids to enter the promised land. Yeah. And yeah. that's what the Zoe life is about for me.
1: Man, that's great.
0: Well, and, and so much to what you said, Mel, I, I think goes to, the, the word says that you can't serve two, two masters. Right. And and I, and I think we've got a lot of Christians that are really trying to prove that scripture wrong. Uh-huh. We got a lot of Christians that, that it's 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 a hard sure. life riding fences and boy you could tear up your rear end trying to ride fences all, all day long. But that's what we try to do instead of devi- so rightly dividing the word not we try the visual to visual image. No, well it's it's painful, but but your your life will always be a pain in the butt if you're constantly <laughs> trying instead of rightly dividing the word, you're you're dividing your life. Yeah. And yeah. you're dividing yourself into two completely separate camps and and what you'll find yourself hap- happening is, instead of saying yes to opportunities of ministry, and I'm not I'm not talking about necessarily like a mic or or a pastor or running a church or whatever. But instead of finding opportunities for you to serve the kingdom, you're having to say no to opportunities to serve the kingdom because you're having to say yes to this thing, this activity, mm-hmm. this. And I and I want I want us to, I think that that's a great place for us to. When's the last time I said no to it to a thing because I was saying yes to a ministry opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Man, I've, I'm thinking about so and so, and I won't be able to bless them. So I'm not going to spend money on this because I want to make sure I have this money set aside for. And I'm not for, for this. And my wife's eyeballing me, but <laughs> anyway. But but there, but but there's a lot there's a lot on that that I think it is is so good. And and I think it comes down to we just have to make that choice. What are we gonna? What kind of life are we wanting to live? Yeah. Are we wanting the God kind of life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got to make the choices, the tough yeah. choices. Yeah. They're not always easy. And, uh, and, and w- where I went to is as far as you know, just kind of my own personal testimony and uh, the kind of a, a, hard, a hard confrontation I had to have within myself is, are we are we growing to a place where we can feed ourselves so that we can move on in maturity? Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, in Hebrews six, it talks about. Uh, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. And uh, that, when, you, when you read that, you go, oh, wow, yeah, let's, let's, all, let's go to maturity. But then you start reading what are the elementary things, not laying again the foundation of repentance from the acts that lead to death, mm. and faith in God, and instruction about baptism, and the laying on of hands, oh, and the resurrection of the dead, yeah. and it- you yeah. start, okay, those are elementary teachings. Okay, there has to be a place that we're coming to where we're feeding ourselves yeah. and we're making the tough choices of, oh, I like that teaching because that sounds really good or I like this teaching because it makes me feel good. But instead picking the things that God is telling us, I need to be feeding myself this as we're looking to having the God kind of life. And, and just like what we all were saying for every single person in here, your idea of what the God kind of life, as long as it's a biblical view, is going to be different mm-hmm. because of where and when and why the situations that you're in that God's called you to. Yeah. We're all going to have a different idea. We just did it. We were up here with the youth and I was actually asking that question. What's the God kind of life mean to you? We've got to come to a place where I'm growing in the areas that God's called me to grow. And I'm not, I'm not despising these things. And so you know, to my own personal testimony, I was finding myself at a place where I I was raised in church. I knew what the word said. I knew I knew power was available, but I I saw it only in in places of well that's opportunities of ministry. If you'll do the opportunities of ministry and you'll and you'll and you'll take those opportunities and you'll grow, then you'll grow. Or if you get a bunch of knowledge about who God is, then you'll grow. But but with with what Pastor Ashley and Mel have been talking about, the the major difference between the two. Kinds of people are. Are you letting the Holy Spirit change you, or is it just about you being uh, someone who who is just a fan of the good things that are going on? Yeah. You know, are you just a, are are you a are you a follower of Christ, or are you a fan of the platforms of Christianity? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I I really support that, or I really support that ministry, or, oh yeah, blessing, sign me up for that, or oh yeah, peace in my house, sign me up for that. Well, that's all great, and you can be a fan of those things, but unless you're a follower of Christ, you're going to find yourself Man, continually good. distracted. That makes
2: me think of, I, and I can't remember the guy's name that wrote the book, not a fan, but he yeah. talks about how, you know, if Crowder comes to town and puts on a concert, we will all go to the concert, Yes, we will all cheer, and we'll sing along, and we do all this stuff, and then when, when it's done... He packs up, and he goes to the next town. We don't all pack up and go with him. Right? Why? Because we're fans. Right. We're not followers. followers. Yeah, but so the problem is, and this is, is is the problem that we have in America, is that we just have a whole lot of fans of Jesus who show up to the, on. the concerts on Sundays yeah. And, yeah. And, and some on Wednesdays, yeah. but we don't have true followers. I'm not saying no. we have none. I'm just saying... And you're going to give some statistics yeah, here in just a little and, bit. Well, and, it's...
0: and that's just, and that's just it, it It goes back to, you know, we're talking about, we've been talking a lot about Romans. But in Romans 12, too, it talks about offering yourself as a living sacrifice. The idea is you offer it. You don't make God make you be the, sac- the well, that's sacrifice. Good. That's and we've good. got a lot of Christians who are living their life. They're having, they feel like they're having to give things up for God instead of following Jesus' example of Jesus Christ. Chose to offer himself willingly. Chose to offer himself. We are. We should be willingly choosing to offer ourselves as living sacrifices. Therefore, I'll take upon that mantle and that responsibility. But, um, so and 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 in doing that, it's why we're in a, in a place. And while we we're at ministries conference, uh, uh, Rick Rick Green was given um some statistics about just the state of the United States. And and I think about this because it's this kind of thinking that's led to these statistics. And uh, it, it's this and I, I praise God that you guys are in a church right now where we, we, we buck against these, these statistics, but it's overwhelming. It says 63% of pastors hold a biblical worldview. Sixty three. That means 40% of the, of the head pastors in the United States. <laughs> the Bible's not the, the complete word of God. It, it gets worse. 88% of youth pastors... Mm. don't hold a, word, a, world, view. a world a worldview. A biblical worldview. Eighty-eight percent of pastors don't hold a biblical worldview, and then only ten percent of Christians actually have a biblical worldview. It's problem. because it's a problem. And it's and, and, and people aren't experiencing the God kind of life, therefore but they don't understand that the reason why they're not experiencing God kind of life is because they're not submitting right. and willingly offering mm-hmm. and pursuing the things of God. And, and I think that just for me, getting, on, getting completely on board, it, it looked like this. As, uh, this. This passage of Scripture just came back up as I was meditating on this. But it says in Ecclesiastes 10.1, it says, As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Um, when you wholeheartedly buy into the, the, the fact that God wants to transform your life, mm. you stop looking at the, well, I do it right 85% of the time. Yeah. Well, I do the things that I want to do really well all the time. Well, I'm not missing out. What you're not getting is a few dead flies right. spoils the whole... I mean, you think about it. You're going to eat some soup that's got two dead flies. Well, it's only two dead flies in it.
2: it, may, yeah. it went, when I think about all the people
0: I haven't murdered. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah that's a great, I mean, that's yeah, a, I'm lot, really good it's a lot. I'm really good at not murdering. I've not murdered <laughs> one person. Think about all the people in the whole world that I haven't murdered. No, it, it's, that's right. We've, we've got to submit to that excellence of our life. And when we do, the trajectory for what your life, what you ever, and that's, that's my testimony. Whenever I fully submitted to, and I'm still growing, it's been my prayer for the last couple of years that I would get better at noticing the little things that I don't do well. And I'm not saying that there aren't things that I don't do well that aren't bigger things because right. I'm such a great guy, Right. <laughs> but I want to do better at not glossing over those little things because again, I'm just, I'm committed to the process. I want to be, I want to be different next year than I am right now. I want, and for the better, so you know, Jake Kinnaman, he was one of our speakers
1: at Ministries Conference, and one of the things that I love that he said reminded me of, of a, a story from years ago. I, I had, um, I, I've had i always liked to trade vehicles and go up a level from what I used to have, and, and it's just been fun until this stinking pandemic kind of ruined a lot of things, but they uh, it, it's coming back, so it, for those of you that like to trade out, just... Just be be aware. I thought you were
0: saying the pandemic was coming back. No,
1: no, 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 the the, the, the buying and selling. Anyway, so here's here's what, I remember the first vehicle I was able to purchase that had a backup camera. And, you know, when I got that, I never looked back at the one that I had got rid of and went, oh, I missed that other vehicle so bad. I just wish I didn't have this backup camera anymore. You, when you get rid of the old right. and you have the new come in but we've got people in God's kingdom that are they're relishing in the way it used to be yeah. I just wish I could be the old man again do you understand what all's available as the new man yeah. there's so much in the kingdom that's available for you and you won't give up it takes, it takes the old way of doing it yeah. and, and, and that. My testimony about the question that, if you will, that I asked was was really big. It's it's in the area of finance because I can look back and see where I had a worldview and I didn't have a word view, but I didn't know that I didn't. I was raised with a, a father who was very, very particular about how you handle finances. And I, I just kind of grew up with, okay, you watch this stock and you invest here and then you sell high and you buy low. Everybody kind of gets that. And so he taught me what to look for and look for trends in the market. And, and I, I was raised with all of these great financial tools and I thought, okay, this is how you handle finances. And I just live thinking like that all the time. I remember driving across country on a bus Actually, I wasn't driving, I was riding on the bus, and I was in my bunk, and I was listening to a series that Tim Brooks had put out, which is our pastor at Christian Ministries Hot Springs on finance, and he started teaching about a principle called the storehouse principle. It's out of Deuteronomy, and it says that God will command a blessing on the storehouse. Well, I'd never heard anything about storehouse, yeah. and I, I, I started listening to this whole thing, and then he started teaching out of the New Testament, to him who has will more be given. And I was sitting here thinking, I'm always looking at ways to spend everything I have, and I hadn't got the principle on the storehouse, and I hadn't got the, the principle on giving. I mean, how can you give and then have more? Yeah. I, I didn't understand the biblical principle to finances, but over the years, I changed from a worldview to a word view. I'm not mad at my dad. He taught some great principles. But if you don't line those principles up with the Word of God, you're yeah. going to miss the blessing that comes from just handling plain old money. Yeah. It's not about the increase in money. It's just being able to do it God's way. Yeah. And then the Zoe life starts happening for you just because I realized, oh, wait, this money has no hold on my life. That's right. I can handle this God's way. Yeah. And like that, God started showing me, just if you'll handle what I told you, mm-hmm. the Zoe life is yours. Come on, there's a word way to live, and there's a world way. I did, don't think this is a throwaway service. This can teach something today. You've got to ask the question in your own life. What areas of my life am I, I really haven't got a God perspective on, and I need to make some changes here. I've found in, in the areas of life that limit our ability to get the Zoe, the areas that we're, we're just not getting it, can be boiled down to three, three areas. And if you wanted to take notes, here's three points for you today. And I'll teach on them at some point, but more than likely, Chapman will teach on them as soon as I tell you them. So anyway, <laughs> he, here they are. Number one, the knowledge in our mind limits our ability to live the God kind of life. Just the knowledge in your mind. Number two, the worth of our character. Number three is the principles By which we know about the kingdom of God. So, the knowledge in our mind, you from a very young age start being taught language skills, then you get to an age where you get into either daycare or then kindergarten or first grade, and you start being taught how to do math problems. You start learning some uh, things about social studies. Uh, You have, some of us don't do real well here, but some of us get English lessons and we learn how to write. Um, There's some knowledge in our mind that comes. What I want to tell you is God has some practical, applicable knowledge items in his word that can help your knowledge of your mind. The other thing the worth of our character. You know we are the most emotional people ever were. I mean <laughs> don't point at anybody right now, but I'm just talking about whatever happens <laughs> where does that come from? Emotion we're emotionally led people. Yeah. In so many ways. Uh, Pastor, you just putting people down? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. What, why do we have to deal with so emo- emotion should be the icing not the cake of someone's life. Yeah. And it should be the areas that I'm not saying you can never have an emotion. But what I'm telling you is, is if it's causing you insecurities, is it's causing, it's an element of, I just don't have any self-worth. Or sometimes your emotion is just pride. And you're like, I can do anything I want. You are the you don't need help from anyone. I'm not listening. And so we got two extremes here. And, and God is having a hard time getting the God kind of life for you because you don't emotionally have the ability to receive it. Mm -hmm. See, it's an inability. And the third one, the principles by which we know about the kingdom of God, we have access to the creator. Mm -hmm. He knows you on a first name basis. I mean, that's a big deal Mm -hmm. that he knows you, he has a relationship with you and you have access to truth in every area of life. And here's what I've had to learn. There's another dimension that we have access to that we don't take hold of very often. We have a supernatural dimension that God wants to use to bless the natural. But so oftentimes we only see life from the natural and we're not seeing the kingdom of God perspective in the natural. The older I get, one of the things that I've come to realize is, and I think this is a maturity thing, Uh, Mel will understand this with me, but Chapman, uh, no, he's got it too. I've come to realize that there are things now that I know that I don't know. But when I was younger, and I watch young people with this all the time, they don't even know what they don't know. And here's why they have Google. I mean, you don't have to know anything. You can go change out the engine on your car. Just Google it. You can learn anything you want. You have all these thoughts that I don't, I don't need to know anything because I can know anything I want. Yeah. Yeah. But the older you get, you start realizing, whoa, whoa there's a lot I don't know, yeah. which means I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I mean, Michelle and I were having trouble just figuring out how to use Cash App the other day. <laughs> Anybody know anything about Cash App? <laughs> See, they're, thank you, I need your help. <laughs> At some point, you've got to realize you don't know everything, yeah. and there is some people that can help you, primarily God, yeah. Yeah. and he wants to help you. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: No, I will, and I, I just, I, you know, you're talking about you don't know what you don't know. If you, if you want to find out just how much you don't know, uh, start trying to serve God. <laughs> uh, and in a, in a heartbeat, you'll, you, I mean, just start really trying to like, okay, I'm going to start serving God. Dive in. Boy, yeah. it, it will reveal to you the areas that you don't know. But, Mel, I think it goes back to your point about, um, about you know, I see this money as a ble- When people have so much money that they don't have to lean on God, they think that they yeah. don't need God. That's right. So there are some of the most intelligent people in the whole whole wide world are will be lost forever because they think because they're so smart... Mm-hmm. They've got everything figured out. They don't need God, yeah. and and it's and true. so right. there's a there's a ignorance is bliss. Educated fools. Yes, yes, and, and it, it, ignor Sometimes it's good to know. Yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. and and we and there and there's nothing wrong with being in that That's place right. of I just got to lean on God because I don't have the understanding to have the full capacity of it. But you know, you said it. You know, you thought you'd preach on, it, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and preach just real fast. <laughs> what you're talking about? But you, you were talking about the three things that. Uh, That keep us from experiencing the knowledge in our mind, the worth of our character, and what we know about the kingdom. And uh, I thought a a passage of scripture that that popped out whenever we were looking at those, um, to me was Matthew 16, uh, verses 24 through 25. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it um the, the first part in that there's three commandments that god gives us and 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 it addresses in my opinion the those three areas the first part um the knowledge in our mind we we, we come to a place where we're, we're trying so hard to wrap our minds around things and, and the first commitment that god says that we've got to do in order to be his disciples we've got to deny ourselves yeah. yep deny what you think you know deny what you think is holding you back because you don't know don't worry about what you know about your past, deny yourself, deny yourself, deny yourself. When we push those things aside, it moves us on to the next part, and, and it addresses that second side. You know, you talked about how w- there's kind of two ditches. We either don't think we're deserving enough of God, or we think that we're on equality with God because we're so great, and, and Christ addresses that by saying, take on my cross. Yeah. Take on my identity. When you take on my cross, if you think you're worthless, your worth is now the cross, your worth is now my sacrifice. You have worth because I say Man, you have worth. And let, me, yeah, let me let And let me bring right. you right here. You think you're so great. You think you're so awesome. You think you don't need me, but let me tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, need the, you need to humble yourself just like that's Christ true. did and humbled himself to the cross. And that right there is, is, the, is the pathway for us to go forward. Um, and, and the last part is what we know about the kingdom. When you have denied yourself and you have taken upon the cross as your identity... When you follow God, naturally what you know about the kingdom will increase. It's true. You, you can't increase in your knowledge about the kingdom if you don't follow God, if you don't follow Christ, if you don't follow what he said, and then follow his examples. Um, and, and, and what we're looking for, what we're desiring, is a lasting impact. And, and the only way that we get that lasting impact, a life that's worth living, a Zoe kind of life, is for us to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love what Acts chapter 1 says. but It says, but you will receive power not when you get a whole bunch of knowledge, not when you reach a certain level in your bank account, not when you have... You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to Come you. Come on. That's right. And the Holy Spirit coming right. on you and coming into your life changes your life. That's the transformative power is the working of the Holy Spirit. and uh, and, and the Bible says that there will be a time when I want my, my, my people will worship me in spirit and in truth. And I was talking to Brent Moody after uh, the men's breakfast uh, on Saturday, yesterday. And he said, you would think that spirit and truth go together. And, I sa- and he said, but they don't. And I love what he said. He said, because with all truth, what you have is legalism. Here's the truth about who you are. Here's the truth about what. Here's the truth. You get legalism. We get legalistic. When you have all spirit everything's an emotion yes. it's how you it's sensationalism we're we're chasing a, an experience we're chasing we're chasing the, the 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 works of the spirit rather than the spirit himself we're yes. we're chasing after yeah, to, to, to see something instead of seeing him move in our life and, and so you have these two these two different bridges but whenever we worship in spirit and in truth both of those things come to the middle Praise under right. the cross and we're then able to go to that next level that's and good. so to me that's that's where I feel like that's where we grow. That's where yeah. we experience that Zoe life. Well, I
2: think about I mean, the, the Word says that knowledge without God just puffs us up. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's why you do have a lot of, of people who are very educated and very foolish at the same time. And, um, you know, when it's when we factor God in that knowledge can can become wisdom and we can operate in wisdom. And wisdom is the key in a lot of ways to Zoe, the God kind of life. Um, it's operating in wisdom. But, you know, I've been thinking about this. I, I, I just, this is a thought that probably has occurred to everyone in here but me until... Uh, Recently, but I was thinking about, the, yeah. Um, but living the God kind of life um, is not just a fad, a phase, or a trend for our church this year. I mean, it's our vision for 2024, but it's God's vision for your life. Great. And we, we, we have this tendency in America we, everything's about what's trending, what's fashionable what what phase you're going through at the time. And and so I was thinking about this. Isn't it a privilege that we can even go through phases and fads and trends? Because when you think about Alvin in Honduras, hmm. if he walks out on the street with a box of clothing to, to give away, do you think those kids that are running up there to him are going, eh, that's just not meshing with my vibe right now. I don't think I want that.
1: <laughs> Is that a word? Is that the way they talk? I don't know. I made well, that, that up. I but, that. <laughs> but,
2: um, I think it, yeah, Chapman, he, he thinks he's still in with the, the, the cool things to say, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's learning very quickly he that he's, he's beyond yeah. that. <laughs> he was never in. But, um, but you get what I'm saying, though? We have this... It's a privilege that we can, you know, that certain foods are in for a season of time and then they go out. That this, the, the fashion is in for a season of time and then it goes away. You know, there are trends within the church. One of Jill's main jobs is kind of to watch what's trending in the church. Yeah, yeah intermittent fasting. Not, <laughs> not for spiritual purposes. That's just for dieting. But that's a, that's a thing, you know. Yes. But but I'm just saying, Jill watches trends, and we think they are important in some regards. Yeah. You know, when we put things up on the screen, we're trying to think about what's going to to, to to look relevant in in 2024 to what people are thinking is is pleasing to the eye. So so they're not. It's not always a bad thing until you start treating the things of God like it's a trend. Man,
1: that's good. And so
2: this isn't a trend for 2024 for the, 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 the people so, of CMC. Yeah. This is what God wants for your life. And if you want to have a Zoe kind of life, you've got to be a follower. You can't just be a Jesus fan. And we get a lot of people coming through here and they make short stops and they don't stay very long because they are fans. And you know, We gave some statistics a month or two ago about how, you know, the vast majority of people in the United States say they are open to the message of Jesus. But what we're finding is they're not open to being discipled. And what we want to be as a church is people who are disciples. I want to go down as a disciple. I mean, I want that last breath. To be one where I am willing to receive and grow. I want to be that lifetime learner in the things that propel me in the Spirit. That's great. Not the things that, that, that make me come out on top in, in the natural world. Because that's all fading and that's all going to burn one that's day. And, and so we cannot treat the Zoe kind of life, like it's just the latest trend in our Christianity. That's great. I think it's so important that we hit that.
1: That's great. I I hope you've heard our heart. But more than that, I pray that we're in such unity that it's our heart. Not just on this stage, but that we're identifying areas. I'm telling you, my prayer time, I've really been praying. God, reveal the areas to me that I haven't had the word perspective as deep as I need it. I need the word. I've got to have a word perspective in every area of my life. Not just just in the areas that everybody wants to see but the areas that God sees, which is every area. He's, let me just stand up and minister for a second. He's not in any way, in any way blind to what's going on in your life. He's very aware. And he's not sitting here condemning you. He's saying, hey, I have an answer for you. I have a great life for you. And if you'll just turn to me I have all that you need to get that area okay. But it can't be based on what you want it to look like to the world. It can't be so you can make another Facebook post. It it can't be just so that you get warm fuzzies inside. It's so that you can live kingdom-minded. And when you start living kingdom-minded, then the fruits of the Spirit start being evident. Not because you finally got a car with a backup camera. not because you got one that'll drive by itself now. See, it's not about the house. It's not about how much money you were able to put in. It's about being faithful with all the money that God's given you and doing it his way. See, there's just a way that operates in life that's his way, and it's called Zoe. And I pray that you are excited about this year, but more than that, I pray that you would be asking him and asking yourself the question, What areas am I not operating the God kind of life for me?
0: Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.